Hi folks, uh, the only content warning I have this week is around um, ADHD. Sergey, yes, I love you. And pets. And pets. Pets is, is a constant here, so uh, as a reminder, we have them and they, uh, they like to interrupt or they like to get involved, right, Sergey? Yeah, I'm moving the mouse pointer too so you can't step on it and turn off the recording. And I've already turned off the... Uh, the keyboard for you. So there you go. Yeah, just just get comfortable there. That's fine. Um, let's see. What else? What else? Swearing. Swearing. Thank you. Swearing. We do that. Oh, yes. We do that uh, often, frequently, and uh, with gusto at times. Mostly um, at Sergey. At Sergey. Let's be honest uh, these days. So um, that's that. Yeah. So hi. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode... Um, 243. Wow, 243. It, it's, it's sinking in that we are uh, only a few episodes left before we wrap up what is uh, year five. And Seriously? Year five? Yeah, yeah. Holy so, shit. Uh, we'll, yeah, episode 250 it will happen in May, and that will represent you know uh i i count each year as uh, 50 episodes um we're due a little time off because i didn't take any basically in 2020 or 2021 um but uh overall yeah yeah uh five five years of episodes um wrapping up on uh may 12th where we will have an interview with me uh, i was uh talking about that last night with uh, the person who's going to be episode um, 249. So, and I just realized I wrote on my board 446 and 450, which is wrong, very wrong. Um, so yeah, and I'm excited about some of the guests I've got upcoming for year six. Um, and uh, and we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. So yeah, good times. Um, got a couple catch-up interviews coming up. Um, the first of which is uh, Bill and Laura Pearson next week. Um, Augusta Scarlett, who I got to talk to on the Joko Cruise, which cool. was a lot of fun. And uh, Michelle Wexelblatt will be back for a, uh, a second catch-up. And uh, that'll be, uh, Michelle is actually number 249. So yeah, that'll be exciting. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, great way to wrap up, uh, I want to say five years. Five years. I, uh, it's kind of amazing. But um, uh, we'll, we'll get into all of that, I'm sure. Uh, later this episode, I have a uh, wonderful conversation with Eloy LaSanta, uh, who is a game designer and a musician and really cool. And I'm really excited to share that with all y'all. All y'all. It's in the South. We're we are, we are uh, gender neutral and all-encompassing. So there you go. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, for those of you who hadn't noticed, I haven't made an official formal-ish announcement on, like, the Twitters or anything. But Chicken Cam is back. Um, the, the new machine is in. The new machine is configured. I don't have all my automations rebuilt yet. But uh, I do have... Um, I picked up a stream deck because um, it was on sale and I was getting a discount. And so now I can change scenes with little push buttons 
on my desktop and uh, I'll be programming in other automations, I'm sure, as I go along. Uh, the big one right now, though, is that I can push a button and start and stop the stream at will. Um, and I'll have to do that in a little bit because it's, it's getting dark out. It's, uh, it's getting dark later, and so the chickens are up later. Uh, I'm up earlier. The dog seems to be up at about the same time. <laughs> um, Sergey hasn't really changed his habits. Have you? You? Where did you go? Oh, oh, he's 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 back up in the the tower of Sergey Solitude. Ah, uh, yes. The cat bed on top of the bookshelf. That is his favorite place. And when I can't find him, that's that's where I end up looking first these days. Um, no one bothers him while he's sleeping up there except me. So I guess it's it's good if you're a fourteen, thirteen, fourteen year old cat. I think he's fourteen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's that, um, work went really well last week. This week I'm having a little more of a, uh, a brain fart thing, but I'm also in that I have to finish all the little steps to finish things up. And they're, you know, it's, uh, the last 20% of a project that takes 80% of the time as it were. Fortunately, so. not usually true with books, or Ooh. else uh, scheduling <laughs> would be really hard. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, but uh, you know, and and it's also chicken prep time. Uh, yes, because uh, next Wednesday the baby chicks are scheduled to arrive, and so um, there's prep work going into that. I've got the, the my birthday present coop to build. Was that birthday or Christmas? Uh, I think it was, like, both. Both? Okay, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I know that combining the birthday Christmas present sucks, but it was a big coop. It's a big coop. Um, so... It I've, came in two boxes. Yeah, the, all, all of the other coops came in one box. Uh, so I was, I was amused when you're like, I got, it's the same size as the others, and they're like, yeah, we, we can't get the truck down your driveway, can you pull, I'm like, can you just, like... Wheel it, he's like, and I look at the boxes, I'm like, no, no, you cannot. I'm not good with, you know, <laughs> spatial things. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's good because that'll be um, space for um, last year's uh, full-size chicken um, acquisition and this year's, uh, the majority of this year's full-size chicken acquisitions. I have more bantams coming in May so that uh, Lucky can have more than two uh, girls to hang out with. Indeed. Um, yeah, so um, exciting. You know, uh, uh, things things are moving, I, and that may be why I'm tired. I mean, also, I didn't get to sleep until late last night. That doesn't help things either. So, yeah. Uh, all that's going on for me. Um, you are writing. I'm signing book plates. Is well, what you're I'm signing doing. book plates right now. Yes. Still, book plates without end. Did a did a new shipment of book plates come yes, in? Yes, but I also hadn't gotten through. Like, <laughs> I got one. I, I got the ones for the nice people in the UK. Ah, okay. And then I have like two thousand for the US. <laughs> and then another box for the US ones arrived and for uh, but for a different book these are for Nettle and Bone and right. the new boxes for uh, uh what moves the what dead what moves the dead and i'm really excited um to finally be able to talk to people about 
nettle and bone. Um, I got to, there was a, a, a lovely woman on the cruise who was the, a, a book buyer who had just finished it on the cruise and I was the only person we could <laughs> Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad to have it out in the world. It's, it's one of those things where you write the book so long before yeah, yeah. anyone sees it that now I'm just, I, I have enough distance that I'm like, that was a good book. Which has the downside that now I'm like, oh god, the current book I'm working on is terrible and everyone will hate it. The current book you're working on, I would be demanding like daily updates, but I don't want to be that guy. And also, um, you know, I, I don't want to cramp your style or anything. I'll wait for you to finish it this time. Um, and I really want you to finish it. Oh, good. So, yeah. does, uh, so does Tor, and they're paying yeah. me to. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, so, yeah, it's, oh, dear God, that one, yeah. And so, no, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, it's based on the Goose Girl. Yes. And uh, Kevin had never read the story of the Goose Girl, so does not really know how the, the, uh, yeah. the white horse and the, the geese tie into everything, but... Uh, but yeah, you've yeah, the 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 intro is strong and gives you a uh if I may say so, a oh there's something really fucked up going on here. Um vibe. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um which is good. So uh I definitely I definitely enjoyed it and I definitely can't wait for you to finish. Um, Yay! Yay. Um Otherwise, you're signing book plates. You're I've been writing like I go to the coffee shop. I write on the book. I Sometimes I do a couple more words on other things, like uh, be proud of me. Today I got like 800 words done and was like, that's really all I, I yeah, have yeah. in me. So I will go work on the... Thing with the angel and devil solving crimes in a village, which will make which will make everyone who got to hear the sample of that on the uh, Joko cruise very happy, um, because uh, that was Ursula's reading was the fragment of that that had been, you know, the start and the uh, start of the fragment, the the a fragmentary piece a little later um, in the story, and everybody was like, "When are you going to finish this? When are you going to put it out?" So uh, I'm also excited to to get to the end of that as well oh yeah that's and you've been gardening i have uh it's weird every year like i have this moment when i look out and the garden is a mess and it's clearly so much work to deal with that i just don't want to and i'm like maybe i have lost the joy of gardening completely maybe it is gone maybe you know i i and well it lasted (laughs) longer this year i i wasn't like you know huddled over seed catalogs. I I wasn't, you know, counting the hours until I could start tomatoes. Right, right. Uh, but it's... And I mean, in fairness, a lot of shit has been going on right. in for years now. So, uh, but I... Uh, yeah, I, I bought some plants and I potted them up. And, and you've been... And you've been, you've been picking up weeds in the back and... Uh, Oh, yeah. Giving all the chickweed to the chickens, which makes them happy. Yes, and I mean, it's a big fucking garden. Right. It is a lot of work, and 
but even if it's not looking, you know, like House Beautiful <laughs> or Sunset Magazine, the birds and the bees and the other bugs and the frogs are all very happy with it, and we will have tomatoes eventually. And that's the important part, right, is we have tomatoes, because I like tomatoes, the chickens like tomatoes, Liz and Shepard like tomatoes, um, I'm... If you've overdone it again this year, the people at the coffee shop, I believe, like tomatoes. <laughs> Not nearly as much as you have overdone eggs. Well, yeah, there's, um, there's, <clears throat> so maybe mistakes were made in the number of, of laying hens, but as the breeding project comes along, then it becomes a little more, or a little less so. Uh, um, yeah. No, because, like, n none of your current laying hens are for breeding. Yeah, two of them are. You'd need a Houdan rooster. Um, they can, well, uh, I'll figure something out, okay? Um, oh, Lord. I'm, I'm working, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this whole glassing eggs thing, and that way we should have fresh eggs next winter when this year I had to buy eggs. Next year I won't have to buy eggs. So that's this is my life, Internet. Yeah, kind of. Uh, anyway, uh, I have this great talk with Eloy Vasanta, who is a, uh, as I said, a game designer, um, a musician, a YouTuber, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff going on. And you should go put your chickens away. And I have to put my chickens away because it's dark out. So uh, I'm going to hand off to that interview for you right after this. I am here today with uh, Eloy. Did I get it right that time or did you I? You did. You did. All right. That was good. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Eloy is going to tell us about how he stays productive. I'm really excited about this um, because I found you at Big Bad Con online. Yes. And I'm hoping for Big Bad Con in person because I'd love to actually attend it in person. Um, I've been to one in person, and it was a, a ton of fun. It was a great convention. Awesome. I love to, I love to hear that. That was so. years ago, though, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so can you introduce yourself, I would say, significantly better than I just did? And, well. Uh, tell us about you know, what you do. <laughs> this is some guy I met at a con. Yeah, I mean, that's basically right. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm Eloy Lasanta. Um, I own Third Eye Games, and I am a co-owner of New Agenda Publishing. Uh, so I am obviously an RPG game designer, um, you know, world builder, you know, extraordinaire, I'll say. Uh, but I mean, I've worked with a bunch of different companies as well. Firefly RPG. Lots of really fun stuff, in addition to my own games, such as O-Run from... A new agenda or part-time gods from my own company. Uh, so just lots and lots of really, really great gamings that I get to uh, 
that I get to play in, uh, those sandboxes. Um, I also do music, uh, so that's fun. And I also have YouTube channels, several of them. I'm also a father, stay-at-home father, and uh, I'm also the caregiver for my mom. So oh, wow. it's, uh, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Stay-at-home parent and a caregiver. So, there, yeah, you've got a lot going on, um, which was obvious from how how long it took us to get the scheduling down for this. Yeah, and I missed the last one. I apologize for that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I understand completely. Things happen. Um, so, with all of that going on, and it's a lot, how yeah. do you stay productive? How do I stay? Well, uh, staying productive is not necessarily hard. I have that drive, that feeling that, like, you know, I'm not in gaming for money. I don't make music for money. You know, it's great that I get paid for those things. But I do them because I have just a craving. I just have a need to do them. Uh, So, you know, that's that's how. So so being productive is not hard. Uh, It's more about being focused uh, and trying to get the right things done and trying to be productive in the right manner. Uh, You know, so there was a while there where like, it was really hard for me to get up and do any writing, but I could do development or I could do music. Uh, There was a while there where I wasn't really feeling the music, but I could always go and record a video, you know, and mm-hmm. then edit it, you know. So it's it, basically I've I've always got something to do, <laughs> right? Um, as opposed, I know that's not everybody's issue. You know, somebody, most people's issue is just like I have this thing I got to do, and I just can't motivate myself to do it. And mine's like I have ten million things to do, and how do I figure out which one is the one that I should be doing right now? So I'm, I'm going to guess that you have some sort of organization behind that to help you make that decision. I Somewhat, somewhat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a, I have a lot of spreadsheets um, that kind of tell me where I'm at with various things, you know, like what stage of each song that I'm on or where I'm at in terms of the different projects I have going for Third Eye Games, uh, what are the next books that I'm looking to release, um so i mean there's always that i mean also you know obviously i i try to work with some people who can kind of hold me to account because because i am the way that i am i have pretty flighty um not flaky but i'm (laughs) flighty um you know flighties because there is a difference like flaky's just like you know i said i was going to do the thing but i decided not to flighty's more I said I was going to do that thing, but oh my god, I ended up doing this other thing and it's amazing and I just forgot about it for a minute, but I'm going to come back and I'm going to do it anyway, you know. It's like, you know, it's more like absent-minded uh than than rude. <laughs> 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 um so yeah, so I mean that's kind of but you know, like I said, I have, you know, people who work with me with Third Eye Games, people who work with me at at New Agenda and they're like, "Hey, Aloy, did you do that thing?" and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I was supposed to do that thing." Let me jump on it now, you know, because mm-hmm. most of the time I just need a nudge. And again, it's not because I'm just sitting around doing nothing. It's because I'm so busy working on things that I forget to do other things. <laughs> right. And then and then there's the the added bonus of your stay at home parent. 
Uh, you're yes. a caretaker for your own parent, which means that your plans can be thrown into disarray at a moment's notice. 100%. I, like, I would say that I get a good two and a half, maybe three hours of per, per, like really good productivity in a day. And that's a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because, you know, my day starts with you know, waking up, making sure that everybody eats and gets to school, and then I that I take care of my mom, make sure she's taken care of. Then usually I get some work done. Like for instance, today, um, today I did the school and my mom. Then I wrote for about an hour, hour and a half, working on the next book called The Outsider's Guide for Part Time Gods. Mm-hmm. So I did that for about an hour and a half. Then when I got my mom settled, uh, I went into my office and because I can I can do writing on my laptop. I can be in the same room yeah, with her and yeah. doing that stuff. When I got her settled, I came into my office because this is, you know, office slash studio because this is where I can work on music. So then I started doing some mixing on a song that I'm working on. That took about an hour and a half. And then I did some training that I'm working on with some marketing. So I did about, you know, 30 minutes of that before my son came home from school. Once he's home from school, I had to clean out my dishwasher. Um, So I had to clean it. Then I had to cook dinner. Um, And then my guitar was uh, done in the shop. So then I went to go pick up my guitar. And then I came back and then it was time for this meeting. Uh, So you can see how my day was pretty busy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I will tell you, it, it does at least get better as they get older. Um, oh yeah, both of both of mine are in college. Well, actually, one's in yeah. college and one is living and working full time and going to school. No, I guess he went back to school after working for a couple years and saving up. So, like, <laughs> it's you know, it's it uh, it smooths out. But yeah, I, I vividly remember the okay, I got to get up, I got to make sure he's up because my youngest, he was already in the sleep late teenager stage at about eight and a half, <laughs> and. Um, so like poke him awake his his older brother was already like okay let's go um get them off to school get back here start working i work from home i've been working from home for 11 years so yeah 11, yeah it's 11 years now um my youngest son has been grumpy he's been a grumpy like not wanting to wake <laughs> up for a while and then like in the last week maybe week and a half he started waking up at like 5 and like oh, just having a ball, just in, just enjoying his life for a couple of hours right? before I wake up and then I take him to school. But I prefer that because he's awake and he's happy and he's ready to go and he'll come wake me up. He'll be like, hey, dad, yeah. your alarm didn't go off. I'll be like, oh, yeah, thanks. Let me take you to school. You know, so like but when I would have to wake him up, he'd be like, no, I don't want to wake up. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> so I, I much prefer this. I'm OK with him having like an hour and a half, two hours of his own. Uh, yeah. Before I get them, <laughs> but uh, but like I said, you know, really for me, a lot of a lot of my day is just trying to figure out what to work on. Mm-hmm. With Third Eye Games, it's pretty easy. The Outsider's Guide is the thing that I need to be working on right now because it's almost done. Oh my god, I can't wait for that one. To come. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that's that's a fun one, you know. But then there's days where like I spend the whole day just doing admin stuff, sending emails and doing accounting and stuff like that. Like I'll yeah. spend a whole day doing that. But usually that's like one every one day, like every couple of weeks that I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'll just sit down and I'll just do it all in one sitting as opposed to, 
you know, like stretching it out. I could just do it for like 10, 15 minutes a day, but I'm already doing so many things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, uh, and this sort of dovetails into the next question. So maybe we'll just make it all one, but uh, what, sure. other than spreadsheets, what tools and habits are you using for all of that? You know, I wish that I had good, a good, good question. Uh, I'm sorry, good answer for that. I really don't. Um, you know, habits are, uh, you know, I usually get really good work done when I'm in my studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoy having a laptop, so I like being able to work while I'm not in my office. Uh, but I also, I am able to do light things like transcribing or just yeah. kind of, you know, tweaking tweaking bonuses and penalties here and there, you know, skimming right, right. things. But like it really requires me to be in my office, like with quiet and that I can concentrate to really um get the good stuff going. So really right. I, I guess my main habit system is really I just try to get in here as much as I can be because I get more work done than <laughs> do anywhere else in less time, you know? So I, I mean, say the thing I could do in here in an hour, it would take me two and a half hours to do if I wasn't in here because there's just constant distraction. Right. So, um, and, 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 and not everybody, people who don't work from home, they don't get it. Like, you know, people <laughs> are like, Oh, it's the pandemic. You must be riding up a storm. And I'm just like, why? It was just like, oh, because, you know, you're home and I was like, I'm I already work from home. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But like, but yeah, but like you're home and you can just write anytime you want. And I'm just like, it takes 30 to 45 minutes to get into the right headspace. Oh, yeah. Then then you can write for like two out, two, three hours, like really good. And then you have then you need like time to decompress from that. But like if you don't even have that initial time to get into the right headspace then it's just, you're just typing away and it's all going to be crap. You know, so, you know, people, people think that it's just, oh, it's all hunky dory when you work from home, but it's not when you are distracted constantly. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you have to, you have to learn, you have to learn. I mean, Mm -hmm. I learned many years ago and I've, I've talked about this with people who've had to make that adjustment in the last two years that, you know, it is, there's a learned skill to it. It's not like you just work from home and suddenly everything's magic. You have to, you know, practice on the like, okay, this is when I'm working time. And exactly. Um, yeah. Um, my wife. Well, and for me, my, like my oh, mom, I'm sorry, before my mom was living here with me, um, you know, she would be like, oh yeah, like on Wednesday, you should come by and you will we'll do some stuff. I'm like, I got, I got work. She's like, yeah. hey, you know, you know, you work from home. So just come and you come over and you can help me do stuff. We do. And I'm just like, working from home doesn't mean that I'm just available. I have to work from home yeah like i have work to do <laughs> uh, and people who don't work from home don't get it they're just like oh you just stay home all day it's wonderful no it's work I, I, and i think there's a there is a difference like my my wife who is uh, an author um like people would think oh you're an author you can write anytime i mean mm-hmm. it's the exact same sort of thing right um when things started up and her coffee shop closed, which is where she would go to write to get away from Mm -hmm. the distractions of the house, you know, like the cats running across her keyboard and whatever, Um, or just, Oh, look, the dishes are done. So I'll put those away uh, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, There was a big adjustment 
because now she's working from the kitchen table instead of, and not just the whole mindset, this is where I work, but, um, you know, much more of, uh, okay, now I have to adjust to all of the distractions. Um, it does help that she got diagnosed for ADHD on medicine <laughs> <laughs> during that time. Um, oh, yeah. Well, and that's, I, I myself uh, have ADHD and got diagnosed a while ago. And uh, it, I mean, that changed my life because, yeah. or it used to be I would have a million things to do and like almost none of them would get done because I would always be distracted. Now, uh, you know, medication allows me to like almost hyper focus on something, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been it's been an adjustment, and then there's that moment when I can tell her meds have worn off, and it's like squirrel, 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 and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't give me that look. She's she's in the kitchen right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, yeah, poke me. Um, so, um, but yeah, and uh, there there was early on a lot of that. You know, oh, you you work from home now. You can why don't yeah. you come over and do a thing, or why don't you do this other thing? And I'm like, I have to work. Yeah, you know, um, just because I'm working from home doesn't mean I have all the free time in the world to, you know, go to the school for this event or that. I still have to schedule around that because. I don't know. My corporate overlords want me to actually do work for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think that that is maybe the saving grace that you can say, no, like I have a boss and stuff. But like if I'm my own boss, then people will be like, oh, we'll just take the day off. And it's just like, it doesn't work like that. I still have stuff to do. Yes, I could take the day off. But (laughs) you don't understand that I took took yesterday (laughs) off. So now I have to work today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this, this game isn't going to write itself, and it's not going to happen at 3 a.m. Okay, sometimes it happens at 3 a.m. But that, My first few games were like that, actually, because when I had my first few games, I had a full-time job. And then I would go to my full-time job, and then I would come home, and then I would write for a few hours. You know, so, like, my my very first game was uh, definitely a labor of love. Uh, technically, the company that I worked for probably, you know, legally owns my first game. Because, you know, anything produced on their systems and in their computers and stuff Uh, technically belongs to them. But I spent a lot of my downtime while I was at work working on my game. (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm reminded of of the author Jim uh, Jim C. Hines, who Mm -hmm. I know his first couple novels, he had a full-time job and um, would write on his lunch break. That was mm-hmm. just that was like the only time he had to write, and so he would have his lunch and he would be in the break room and he would knock that out and then he would you know go back to work. Um, and uh, I, I need to talk to him. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, so I need to see what the updates are. His his life yeah. has changed dramatically since <laughs> since I last talked to him. So yeah, um, but yeah, the um, when I was at my job, I worked in a call center, so it was uh, oh. If I had a long lag in between calls and on my lunch break was essentially, and then when I would go home, I would work on it more, you know, because I was, you know, I needed that first game to just be like so amazing that people would just lose their crap. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and API, Apocalypse Prevention Inc., that was my very first game. <laughs> and it's like, it's still darn good. I ended up coming up with a second edition, which is, you know, definitely better than the first. <laughs> That's always good to hear, right? 
Oh man, you know? it's well, and in my mind, there's no need for a second edition if the first game is just fine. You know, like um, my game Amp, yeah. which is my supers game, eh, probably won't ever get a second edition. It doesn't need one. Like I, I could do one, revamp right. do things here and there, and update the storyline. I like I could do those things, but like the game is good. The game works. Like it doesn't need it. You know, whereas Part Time God's second edition, like Part Time God's second edition, is the game that I wanted first edition to be. But I wasn't as good as a game designer as I am now. So, like, I I needed that time to incubate it and really hone in on what I... And, obviously, a first edition is kind of like, you know, that's years of playtesting. So I'm like, I know everything that was wrong with the first edition. Right? (laughs) And the second edition is just, it's like, it's chef's kiss. It's amazing. You know, so, and I... probably won't get a third edition it doesn't need it like i'll just keep building on the second edition because it's that good you know yeah, so yeah i mean unless i i think um what is it uh i guess watsi is about to do D essentially 5.5 mm-hmm. and it's mostly as far as i can tell it's mostly incorporating all of the errata and the balances and things yeah and and streamlining some things it's not a it's not like the 3.5 update which was you know which was, that was um, huge yeah yeah, yeah. It's it's much more of a we are tuning. We are tuning. Um I feel like so. they're they're you know, cuz D&D is also like every 4 to 5 years you're going to get something. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get yeah. a new edition or it's a new half edition or you're going to get something where you have to buy more. Yeah. Like so <laughs> I, it, it works for them. It work hey, I'm small. Hold so on, I let can't me afford that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say yeah if I if I turn my camera right here so that you can see my bookshelf it is very oh, yeah. clear that uh, yeah you know fourth edition fifth edition <laughs> <laughs> and a whole bunch of third parties because there's some really good third party com- content for for I think fifth as compared to oh, yeah. fourth oh yeah, yeah. um I love fourth but, was, yeah you know, fourth was good I I there are a lot of detractors we played fourth for. Uh, I had a whole bunch of new players I hadn't GM'd in mm-hmm. 20 years, and it was like fourth is the current, so we'll pick up fourth. And it was great for a get back into the game, for introduce new players to the game. There are some actual things that my wife is like, why can't I do this anymore? I used to be do- able to do that in fourth, and now that mechanic isn't supported in fifth. And I'm like, you know, it's an evolution. On the other hand, you know, she's <laughs> complaining that like she didn't have 15 million skills to train like she did in three, five. Right. So... <laughs> right. Yeah. No, four for me was an amazing, uh, like miniature combat. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily the role playing game, but it was like, right. if you just, for me, I just divorced that element. And I was just like, you could play it on the board and fight the things. And that was damn fun. Uh, know, yeah, it just wasn't yeah. necessarily the role playing game that I want. <laughs> yeah, uh, I we bolted on a whole lot of role play in yeah. that campaign before I'm like, okay, I can't actually get tooling for fourth edition anymore because we 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 were already distributed. It was already remote and uh, managing after a point without like the tooling and thing that some of the mm-hmm. the third party or even the the Watsi's own tools was very difficult. Yeah. And uh, and so it's like, guys, we have to, because literally the things I use to keep this game running have stopped working. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah, they built that in Silverlight, and Microsoft discontinued Silverlight three years ago. We have a yeah. problem here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I have. I I just got in my my box set of with Monsters of the Multiverse. It's exciting. It's really cool stuff. Um, mm. It's actually, I think, a, a reasonable update so far. So we'll see. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We've we've. Uh, oh, I mean, games are on topic. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Games um, are always on topic for me. So. Right. <laughs> um. Anything else in in staying organized tools you use, or is it just like you know the bog standard? You have a calendar, you have email, and you have spreadsheets. I you know I wish that I could be like super unique, be like actually <laughs> I have this thing, but no, actually it's you know, I have a calendar. Yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I have email. I have a. I have several different spreadsheets that I consult constantly. Right. You know, so <laughs> um, and honestly. A big thing with me is I go after what I'm most inspired by. I think that that's one of the cool things about being your own boss uh, is that you can do whatever you feel like doing. Like none of the stuff that I do, I have to do. Even even with the gaming, like I could literally just be like, "Hey guys, I don't feel like making games anymore." Like there's nothing. There's nobody telling me I have to. You know. So right. Um. So really, I just try to follow the inspiration, you know, where it leads me. And like, you know, re- more recently, it's been a lot in music. Um, and now I'm getting back into doing a lot more of my RPG stuff. Like we're, we're I think we're preparing like three new releases for this year so far. Wow. Uh, so yeah. We had like two last year, which is small for us. Like Third Eye Games mm-hmm. is usually, you know, the, before the pandemic and me not doing anything for like a year. Uh, you right. know, it's been hard for me to like build it back up. But before yeah. that, I would release four or five, sometimes six things a year, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, we did two last year and now we're working our way up to having three for this year. So, I mean, it's a big deal, but like you know, not only the pandemic, but my mom's health failing and like mm-hmm. family and just everything, you know, it was a big deal. Um, you know, and I, and I have people who were just like, when's the next game coming out? And I'm like, guys, it's going to come out when it comes out. I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not closing down the company. I'm still writing. I'm still doing stuff. I just, I can't get it to you right now. I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's so common, right? So common in that, just that whole 2020 transition. So many mm-hmm. people I've talked to are like, my productivity went in the toilet. Mm-hmm. And because there were a lot of big adjustments and the still ever-present threat of, you know, I can get sick and it will be really, really bad. Yeah. Is, I mean, that's still there. And But so many people, just everyone, I think everyone I talked to, especially in that time period, was like, Here's how it used to work, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying um, to redefine those things, now, you know. So at the yeah. moment, like I said, we're we're building ourselves back up, Third Eye Games. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, you know, the 2022 will be a good year. I can maybe go to a couple of conventions this year. You know, because <laughs> I'm, I'm used to going to, like, four or five conventions a year. Yeah. And, like, I haven't been to one in three years now, maybe. Like, it's been ridiculous. 
uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I staff a couple of conventions. Um, I'm part of a group that does security for conventions, mm. and we, I, we finally had our first in-person event mm. um, in January, where we could, where it was, you know, happening. It was in person. They needed our services, and. On the one hand, as someone who works security conventions, it was very stressful because everybody hadn't been to one in two years. Right. So we're blowing off all their steam. But on the other hand, it was really great just because of the uh, the energy that I I had forgotten. No, I won't say forgotten, but I had missed that energy. Exactly. Exactly. No, and and I guess to clarify, I've been to I've been to online conventions. But yeah, not to yeah. not but not to conventions in person, and it is a different energy. Like as much as I love the fact that we have the internet that allows us to do a bunch with that, mm-hmm. it's very it's different. <laughs> like yeah, you get away no. from it. It's a very different thing. And and even in person is is can be challenging. Um, we we went to Worldcon. We had to go to Worldcon. My wife was nominated for awards, and I like her to be there in person when Ooh. she can, so she can accept. She won both. Um, <laughs> everybody who listens already knows about those. I can tell you about that after. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there was a whole, okay, we're checking in. Now we have to have, provide proof of vaccination, and we have to wear masks all the time. I have no complaints about wearing masks all the time. Right. Because, frankly, if that means I don't get con crud, I'm going to do it forever. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's no reason not to kind of at this point. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, but, you know, there was sort of a, OK, do I know that person? I do. Can I recognize them with just eyes and hair and not mm-hmm. having the rest of their face, which was easier for my for Ursula because she is face blind. So she's used to recognizing. Oh, them. well, there you go, then. <laughs> yeah. Is that who I think it is. Oh, no, I need to see a name tag to make sure I'm not confusing <laughs> things. Um, I, I like to just look at name tags anyway, uh, <laughs> because literally there's there's um, that <laughs> oh I I met the same game designer three years in a row, and every time I met him, I acted like it was the first time that I met him, and not on accident, but it's just like if this was at Gen Con because when I met oh, when I met yeah. Gen Con everything's a blur and i'm meeting so many people mm-hmm. and his, his name is uh camden wright amazing game designer and uh but literally i met him so many times and it was like the third time he was just like dude you've met me before like he just called me out on it <laughs> and i'm like oh my god i feel like a terrible person uh it's an insight joke now you know between us and he's like he's amazing, but like literally, I I had to meet him a bunch of times, and he had to call me out on it before I remembered meeting him. And it's not because he's boring; he's an amazing guy. It's because I'm flighty. See? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um, I'm I'm reminded um, uh, that uh, our friend now at the time, sort of passing acquaintance, but uh, John Scalzi was coming through on a book tour, and uh, we went to his event here in town and his signing and ursula went up to him and she said i don't know if you remember me but and he's like of course i remember you ursula i remember everyone i hand a hugo award to (laughs) and she's like but there have been so many um yeah you know but uh, no but that makes sense yeah yeah. i mean if, if you handed it to somebody yeah you would remember those people 
Yeah, but you know, and uh, but when you're doing those sort of cycles, especially when you're someone like uh, uh, Scalzi or some of the others, where you have a huge following and you're meeting yeah. people constantly, it's really easy to forget. Yeah. Um, or you know, if you're someone who is in a position where you are meeting people constantly because you have your own, th- it's easy to forget that you've met somebody. Oh yeah. Before. Oh yeah. And that's yeah, that's more what it is. But I mean, honestly, everybody that I have engaged with, like, you know, actually I know everybody who has also given me an award. Like I know, there you, those go. Yeah. Too. you know, I, I have actually not had the opportunity to give somebody an award. I, I hope that <laughs> one day, I hope that one day I will, but I remember everybody who has given me an award. <laughs> so for everybody out there who's listening, who has any of this, like talk to this man about uh, giving out an award. Cause I mean, now there's a, um, I think they used it as, as specifically around video games this time around, and I mm-hmm. don't know if it's going to continue, but there is now a Hugo Award, at if it gets ratified, a Hugo Award for best, I think they're rewording it around interactive fiction. Oh. So, yeah, so something like a, a role-playing game or, yeah. um, you know, a choose-your-own-adventure book, or um, actually this year it was uh, Hades one. Oh, cool. Which, I do like Hades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, um, my wife me, played. It, playing for, uh, yeah, oh yeah, and and but uh, you know, just that sort of uh, that that here's an indie game designer who's had a big thing, and now here you go, you get one of the highest awards in yeah like, science fiction. That's like extra cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Hugo organizer, and I know some of you are listening, right? This man give away a game award unless he's nominated, at which point you know he has to recuse himself. But yeah, it's either <laughs> either is fine for me, is what I'll say. <laughs> um, so we can skip around what a typical day looks like because you've already talked about that. Right? Oh, true. I did kind of. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know if that's typical. Like that's like today has just been. Stupid busy. <laughs> right, right. You know, some days I actually have like most of my morning that I can just kind of chill. Um, you know, I spend a lot of my time right now spending that time with my mom. Uh, yeah. You know, because she's in hospice. I'm her mayor, her main caregiver. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, some of the time is just us watching TV together and just talking, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So, like yesterday, I got some, like, I think I wrote for about an hour and a half yesterday. And then, like, that's all I did yesterday. And then the rest of it was normal household things, you know. Yeah, but then, yeah. of course, our plumbing is backed up. So, like, I was oh, – it's a whole God, thing. We yeah. have plumbing issues right now. So I was also researching new tubs and stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm, I always have something to be doing. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We we had I, – I in the space of, uh, I want to say, between 2020 and mid-2021, we had a refrigerator, a hot water heater – um, the washer and the dryer uh, go out. Oh. Did, I, did I get the dishwasher in there too? Because the dishwasher <laughs> went out too. So like, and we couldn't get anyone in to repair it, and we didn't want to have anyone delivering anything. And yeah. I hate moving a refrigerator on my own. Oh hell. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> um, so like, yeah. Here's you know, part of my day then became what time is it, and how many dishes are in the sink because I have to hand wash them every day. Yeah. You know, but, you know, recently, since I've been doing more music, I have, you know, the next album is is pretty much done or oh, like nice. I'm tweaking and I'm, I'm tweaking and getting it ready, you know, and we're mixing and doing stuff. 
So I rewarded myself by buying new pickups for my guitar. Oh. Because I assumed that that would be cheaper than buying another guitar because everybody has. I don't. I'm trying yeah. to remember the the term. Like every if whatever the 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 phrase is, uh, the amount of guitars that you should have is n plus one, where n is the current number of guitars that you have. Right. You know. Yeah. So, um, you know. So it's like I have that, but I thought, well, let me spend money to customize the one I have already mm-hmm, instead of mm-hmm. buying a new one. And you know, so the pickups were like about 300 and then because i bought like expensive stupid ones oh I yeah i mean i didn't realize how crazy they were until i called the person to <laughs> install them and they're like oh yeah it's like 50 bucks to get that installed and i'm like cool and they're like oh it's those oh well it's actually yeah. gonna be <laughs> it actually was right? like triple quadruple that i ended up i, I walked out of there today with uh, pay i paid 260 uh to get it installed and set up and like everything so it's perfect now, and it's amazing. But like, that's what I'm saying. It's just like I was like, oh, it's gonna save me money, oh. and then I still ended up spending like almost six hundred dollars to just customize my my right, guitar. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, gone are the days when you could just go in with wire clippers and a soldering iron and do it yourself, right? Oh, you could, but I don't trust myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust myself. I really don't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now, now it's like, you're looking at it and you're going, well, this is really cool. And, uh, and, but man, that costs a lot of money. Maybe it would have been cheaper to buy the new, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I mean that, that has gone already through my brain, but, um, since I haven't actually gotten (laughs) to play with the new pickups yet because I came home and I ate and then I, I'm here. Right. So, uh, like as soon as we're done here, I'm going to plug it in and I'm going to play around with it. Because I'm a, from everything that I've researched on these, these pickups are gonna like these are gonna be a game changer. Uh, I can't oh, wait awesome. to play with these. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what kind are they? I just have to ask now. I mean, they I know are, nothing, but well, uh, they're the they're the Fishman Fluence, uh, but they're the special signature ones that were designed by Killswitch Engage. Oh my god. So that again, this is why it was so expensive. <laughs> um and they're they're active pickups, so they use battery and everything. So and they're mag oh, yeah. So it's like it's already pretty like even just even not plugged in, it already sounded better <laughs> than it did uh, before. <laughs> but anyway, um I'm I'm excited to play it anyway. Uh and new music coming from my band, so it should be great. My yeah, name of my yeah. band is Strays of the World. So now, now I have what genre is that? What's that? What what genre is that? I mean, you you've already hit on one like Kill Switch Engage. Yes, I love them, but yes, well, um, I don't do I don't do anything. I'm not metal or anything. Do anything <laughs> heavy as that. Um, it's more just like alt rock. You know, I have some awesome. heavy stuff. I have some lighter stuff. I have some dancey stuff. Um, you know, I have I'm all over the board. I don't I try not to stick to just one genre, which is why it's hard to market me. But that's honestly that's how I, that's how I am in gaming too, you know. And yeah, I've yeah. experienced that my whole my whole career in gaming is, you know, I came out with a you know modern action horror game, and then I came out with a period piece ninja game, and then I came out with a um, god game, and then I came out with a supers game, and then I came out with a kids game, and then I came out. So I'm because I'm always yeah, trying yeah. different things. 
you know, so and and honestly, what ends up happening with third eye games a lot of the time is I do I rarely I'm not going to say I don't, but rarely right. do I have someone who likes all of the things that I've made. Um, okay, more yeah, so, yeah. I have like little pocket communities surrounding my games, um, or I have people who support me. Because yeah. they because they like me and they like that I am creating. Even if it's like they're like ah you know that one wasn't my favorite, but I support this guy because this guy knows what he's doing. You know the the, the second half of the shelf. Um, there's uh, it's like fourth edition all the fourth edition books. I think I have all the fourth edition books. Then a copy of uh, uh, Bluebeard's Bride, which was amazing. If you haven't had it, oh yeah, if you no, haven't played Bluebeard's it, and um, yeah, and then Vert, and then pretty much the rest of the shelf is nothing but Sanguine games. Oh. So Iron Claw, Myriad Song. Um, oh yeah, I've got the. I think I've got the the Cyberpunk. I'm missing a couple, um, but that's because I haven't been able to see them at conventions. Um, <laughs> and while not all of the games are to my tastes or my wife's tastes, I love like if nothing else, Iron Claw is an amazing. Oh yeah, world building and character options. Um, our D&D game is basically all of the Iron Claw character options skinned on, skinned over D&D 5. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Because, well, yeah, well, because why not? Why why shouldn't we have a, a barbarian, druid, multi-class, um, what is it, uh, the, the um, black... Water buffalo, African black water buffalo. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, as resources, they're so amazing. So I I, yeah. I feel great supporting them, um, even if I'm not playing or using all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds exactly. me, well, and that's what you want. also talk like, to Rafferty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, what I, that's what I like as a, as somebody. You know, I. I like it when people buy the thing because they like the thing, but I'm okay with them buying it because they just like me and they want to keep and they want to support me. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. I want them to like the thing that I did, though. You know, so. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I am mad. My one of my very first games I ever sold when I went to Gen Con my first year was literally a um, a dude came up and he said he said, "Wait, did you design this game?" And I said, "Yeah." And he and it, you know he was he was a black guy and I'm you know I'm a black guy and he was just right. like he's like I'm gonna buy this game and I'm like you want me to tell you about it he's like no I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this game yeah that was like one of the few like black game designers I mean we're talking like 12 years ago yeah know? yeah you know but I was one of the first I was one of the few and he he was like his mind was blown away he was just like, I will I will buy this right now I don't even know what it is but I want to support you. You know, uh, and I was like, yeah. cool. I hope that you like the game, though. You know, so it's like, mm -hmm. also, like, thank you, but also go home yeah, and read yeah. it. And I hope that you love it, because I think that you will. I, I think everybody, that's honestly the biggest thing with, with a lot of my games, and I think this is something that indie mm -hmm. people put up with a lot, is oh, yeah. that, and, and even, like, indie music, indie games, indie whatever, mm -hmm. but, like, I have made these relics, these amazing things over here. But it's hard to get somebody to bring it to their table, you know. Um, right. Even people who do support me, they're like, "Man, I love reading your stuff, and I can't wait till one day I can bring it to my table." 
And I'm like, why don't you just tell your friends you're going to run this? And she's like, he's like, my friends won't play anything that's not D&D. You know, so it's like, <laughs> and yeah. that's not a slight against D&D. D&D does what it does. Oh, no. You know, and if it's not D&D, somebody's saying, like, nobody's going to play anything other than Pathfinder. Nobody's going to play anything other than Savage Worlds. Nobody's going to play anything other than what they are already familiar with. And that yeah. is the hard part is for any game designer, any indie person, is that if you're not one of the big things, you know, that's why a lot of people do make, you know, 5e conversions and stuff like that, because they're like, yeah, yeah, they're trying to get their foot in there, you know, but there, there's nothing like a like a like a custom system to me, mm-hmm. you know, like all my games are custom systems uh, made for the game that you are going to be playing. Uh, oh, wow. and yeah, it's like, cause that's, that's what you want. You, do, I never will just pick up a game and I'll be like, so this is D and D fairies. Okay. This is D and D mermaids. This is D and D ninja. This is D and D whatever. Like, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you can do that, but you know, half the time when I'm at conventions and there's like conversations about, you know, I've. I've been on those conversations. So I've been on stuff with like Jason Bullman. It'll be me and him and like Ken Height, me and Jason Bullman will be on uh, conventions. We've done that actually several times at Dragon Con. <laughs> and, uh, and half the time somebody will come up and say, so how do I do this in D and D? And I'll say, go play this other game. Cause it does. Yeah. It do- the thing you want D and D to do, but it doesn't do this other game does that go play that game. For a day, like just take a yeah. break. Like stop trying to shoehorn stuff into the stuff you're just familiar with. Go play something else. But I mean, I'm very different that way. I'm a system hopper. Not everybody is. You know, <laughs> like, I love to just try out lots of different things. But oh, yeah. but that goes also to my. I like to design games, so it, I have to read other games and see how other games do things. And then I'll get inspired. I'll be like, oh, oh, that's actually pretty cool. But if I took something like this and I did something like this instead, oh, I just created a whole brand new thing, mixing it with my own brain. You know, it's how music yeah, works. Yeah. You know, like you'll be like, oh, man, I like this rock and I like this funk. And I, if I put these kind of things together here, then, it, oh, hey, brand new song. You know, it's Boom. the same. Yeah. Amazing sound, right? Exactly. Um, so, you know, it's it's it's. So many people are just so set in their ways, and that only gets reinforced when you're kind of isolated, you know, uh, kind of how we are yeah. now. Um, it's, it's been interesting because I have some friends, and for we've, they've been doing this for years. We've only been able to attend a couple times, but they um, rent out a castle, and they sort of have a private friends-only relaxicon, and it's all around games. Yeah. There's literally a castle in Ohio. I don't know if you're aware of this, Ravenwood Castle in Ohio, that is <laughs> full of board games. No, that is... Oh, wow. Focuses, yeah. And no, so, uh, over here, uh, a couple of my friends are doing a called CondoCon, where they rent out a condo. <laughs> there um, you go, yeah, yeah. And it's, liter- it's literally like 15 people. Like, they're just like, hey, yeah. let's all just get together and just have a whole weekend of just games and we'll just stay in this condo. We'll just all stay in this condo and play games all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. and it, but because they also own a game store in addition to their day jobs, they're like, Ooh. here are some things we want to try. And yeah. We want to run. And so there's this big opportunity. Like I finally got to play. I wanted to play it for years. Um, Kobolds ate my baby. Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun one. Yeah. And, um, and Morkborg. Good... Which one? Morkborg. 
I don't think I've heard of that one. Oh my god, it's like the Finnish black metal post-apocalyptic RPG. It is so grim and so yeah. dark and has some really interesting mechanics um, around it. Um, I'm going to do a comparison. Uh, like the Some of the random character mechanics are v- similar to, but nowhere near as random as like Dungeon Crawl Classics, which is another one I got to try out and I'm just absolutely in love with. Yeah, DCC's um, good. Yeah. He says, okay, I just, you know, I just brought it up, Morkborg. That cover yeah. is, that is something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, like, uh, well, here, let me, th- I'm sorry, folks, I gotta do this. Let me uh, yeah, I'm this. sorry, I, on... I looked it up, but, yeah, if you wanna... Yeah, turn on the real light, and uh, let me, let, where's the book? Is the book not that the, I was gonna say, not that the people at home will be seeing anything here. <laughs> oh, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna, I mean, but, yeah, the, the book itself is, in in the flesh, is just, like... yeah. Uh, I, I don't think you can see it, but it's got like uh, raised runes on the spine. No, oh, tactile to go with it. Yeah, um, I can't see it not with the resolution of the of the camera. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm getting a better camera for that sort of thing too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, in terms of like the craftsmanship and the the art in this book, and then you actually play it, and it is as grim as it looks, and it's fantastic. I mean, yeah, just femur d4 Um, yeah i will have to try that game out because that just it just looks interesting yeah oh yeah it was it was vicious um not quite publishing all right yeah and i love seeing these sorts of innovative things from from indie game designers yeah especially since i think uh um yeah, this uh, there's uh, they're really open to um, to third party, so I've got a whole bunch of really good add-ons for it to enhance the game Ooh, and scenarios and things. Yeah, so it's like yes, I have the book, but now you know I have a couple scenarios and adventures that someone else wrote. Um, <laughs> Those are always good. For, yeah, for me, I like to, and that's I, honestly that's a thing when it comes to like adventure design. Like a lot of people might be like, how do you how do you do this? And I say, you read the adventures that they give you. Yeah, you don't have, you don't have to run those, but it gives you an idea <laughs> as to what kind of game the designers were wanting out of this. So that then you can use that as a template, kind of for your own. Yeah, yeah. That's why those like a lot of people are like, I don't I don't run those. I like to make up my own. It's like it's not about it's not about like being lazy. Or like you know whatever it's about yeah, you yeah. experiencing what it is that the game designer was intending, and then you can take it and run with it, you know. Uh, and and some games are pretty easy. Like you could just be like, oh, I get it from just from reading the book. I know what what yeah. kind of game. But there are some games where I'll be like, wow, that was an amazing read. What do I do with that? I have no clue, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is for first time game runners. Mm-hmm. Right for your first time, game master, or GM, or, or whatever you you call it, um, you judge. Judge is always good. Um, <laughs> uh, you, it's really useful to have some of those pre-made, yeah, things so that you can also get used to running the game. My wife is currently running our D and D game. Mm. I needed a break. It's been ten years. Um, <laughs> she's, but she's using the the um, Goodman Games remaster for Five E of Temple of Elemental Evil. Oh, cool! 
right? She's played for years, but she's never actually run a game. Yeah. So it's been a way for her to like learn those same basics and without having to stretch like, Oh no, it's, you know, what is my adventure of the week going to be? Right. Yeah. And you know, I, I designed the PIP system for with kids in mind and new players in mind. And uh, the way that we do adventures in the PIP system is very handholdy. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's how it's designed. Every every game from Mermaid Adventures, Infestation, Kids Guide is going to be do- done soon. Kids Guide to Monster Hunting, like every oh. adventure that we release is, mm-hmm. you know, usually it's like one. Here's your setup, and then here is now. If you are running the game, ask for this type of role. This will tell mm-hmm. you this, 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 this. Use it like this. You know, right. if they succeed, tell them this. Like it. It it's basically you could pick up any PIP system game and run whatever adventure is in there. Just you could run it without even having read the book because it'll tell you what to do. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That for me was super important because again, it's designed for not just new players like adults, but it's designed for kids to pick that up and understand how it's supposed to work. Uh, so that's how we write all the adventures for PIP system. Um. For the other ones, eh, you have to figure it out. But for that, for that, for that system specifically, um, we really cater to that sort of person who does maybe isn't proficient in running games yet. Yeah, I, I want to say one of my favorite introductions to D and D so far, and I've, I mean, I've been playing since first edition, like Redbox, and yeah. Um, but the best introduction I think I've, I've played so far has been the D&D Nerds collaboration. I don't know okay. if you saw that when it came by last year. Nerds like the candy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I have not like seen all, that. Yeah, so there were there, there's like six mini adventures, each one providing a single character based on a nerd color. So like okay. Green the Thief, Pink the Wizard, right? That sort of thing. It was Pink the Thief and Green the Wizard. Anyway, the, the whole thing. Um, and then there was a... So that you can do, like, one-on-one sessions, a GM and a player, and then there's a group. The final one, the number seven, is, like, everybody's level three, and it's now a group thing. Wow. So everybody plays. It was a really good... That's clever. I'm going to have yeah. to look that up. Um, you, you had to buy nerds and turn in the receipts in order to get them. Uh, but my wife loves nerds, so I was just like on Amazon going, buy nerds, buy nerds, buy nerds. Are you going to the Walgreens? Great, pick me up some nerds. And then they're all like in her stash. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it makes sense that, you know, you, you got to buy the nerds. So, I mean, I guess that oh, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But also, it's it's that's terribly interesting, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really interesting way to do it. Um, I just wish I could have gotten the box set that apparently some people were given as promos. I'm really jealous of those. Ooh. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we're way off track. Are we? Okay. Yeah, uh, maybe not. Questions. Yeah. Um, so uh, actually, this is you've you we've gone through so much stuff. It it actually rolls right into I think one of the one of the important ones, which is um, what is the best advice you've been given. And or, so, you know, it doesn't have to be one answer, um, the best advice you'd give somebody else. <laughs> um, the best advice that I've been given, mm-hmm. I would say, 
is to let the negative let any kind of negativity kind of roll off your back. I think it's like a, like a you know water off a duck's back. You know, essentially, yeah. I think it's the phrase. Um, I feel like that's a big thing. Is that a lot of people dwell on the negatives? You know, there's there's a saying in, in YouTube land because again, I do YouTube as well, and um, they say if you have 99 positive comments and one negative comment, if you add them together, what do you have? You have one negative comment, and that's that's how a yeah. lot of people that's how a lot of people do the math. Is they're just like, but I got one negative, and it drives them crazy. And it's taken a while for me to be able to not be like that. Uh, but what ends up happening, and I guess this will be the second half of it, which would be my, I guess, my mm-hmm. advice, uh, which would be uh, don't be like me and let it roll <laughs> off your back so much that you kind of come off cocky. Uh, because, you know, I'm the kind of person that now, you know, I could design a game with my eyes closed at this point, you know, and that's not, that's not being cocky. That's me saying I've been doing it for so many years. It's pretty easy for me. Um, and you know, it's just, just stating facts, you know? So, so, but what ends up happening is, is if somebody, you know, says something to me, um, a lot of the time I don't care. And then it comes off like I'm callous or like I'm conceited or something. Yeah. 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 You know, cause I, cause I, I really don't care. You know, it's like, I already, <laughs> I know my wealth. Uh, I'm sorry. I know my, I know my value. I know right. what I can do. So you could say, man, that guy doesn't know how to design games. I'll be like, what? <laughs> you have, you have no idea what you're talking about, you know? So yeah, uh, yeah, I I rarely get like more more so than anything nowadays. I have I have imposter syndrome uh, for music because I am I'm fairly new in that. I've only been doing that for a couple of years. <laughs> With gaming that I've been doing for since I've been 13. First off, since I've been playing, but I've been designing right, for right, right. 15 years. Yeah, nah, like I'm good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I can get a negative <laughs> review. I really don't care. Like. <laughs> I know that I design good games uh, because because none of these games just get released. Like I run these games for people and the people walk away from the table and they they love it. You know, when I I love going to convention because people will sign up for my games, they'll be like, whatever, D&D was full. So I'm I'm here to play at your table. And by the end (laughs) of the game, they're saying, where can I buy this? You know what I mean? So yeah, 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 yeah. It's you know, and and as a game designer, I have a rule that no, well, I guess I have a rule that no rules. Uh, I have a rule that <laughs> no rules go into a game unless I can explain to somebody why it's there. Okay, yeah. So like that's a huge deal because half the time you'll be like, why is this? Why is there a giant like subsystem for grappling? Like who? <laughs> Everybody ignores, like, why? Why do you need that? You know, it's just like, oh, well, you know, because it's like, no, you don't need it. So just erase it. You know, like, <laughs> nothing goes yeah. in one of my games unless the game needs it to continue. Um, like, there's um my ninja game, Ninja Crusade. Uh, after everybody's done making characters, the uh, I've had so many people go, all right, cool. So how much money do I have? And I say, how much money do you want? And they go... 
I don't know how much how much money would this kind of character have? I say you're a ninja. Go take what you want. Right? Yeah, like, right? Like, <laughs> like if you want something, go get it. Or we can say like if it's part of your backstory, like you already have it. Like money is such a it's like a non-factor in the life of a ninja, right? It's like Yeah. yeah so no, I have no rules for money in that game. Like the only rule that I have for money is that if you take, I think it's the um, like the broker background, then you can get a bonus to negotiation if you uh, if yeah. you like kind of like uh, what's the word uh, entice somebody with money because uh, mm. it's just assumed that you know where to get money to entice this person, so you get a bonus. You know, right. so it's like it's not, but the money itself is not important. It's not you know counting the coins and stuff in a ninja game. So yeah. it's get in, Why? kill somebody, get out. You know. <laughs> what's what's the uh, what's the line from? I want to say like, and I hesitate to bring it up because I know it can be a, a divisive thing. But there was a line in an early uh, PvP comic where they had been playing D and D, and they're like, "Okay, what are you going to do with your? Well, I'm going to upgrade my armor, and I'm going to go get this repaired." And it's like the guy, the uh, uh, skull, the troll who's playing the dwarf is like, "I'm going to spend it on ale and horrors." <laughs> like, not yeah. It's like, you know, it's it's like okay, that is probably the most accurate thing that a dwarf would do and an adventurer yeah. would do. But I mean, it also shows that like, why are we penny pinching? Right in a game that doesn't necessarily need it. Yeah. Um, and in a ninja game, it's like, yeah, no, go steal what you need. You're yeah, going to do go, that. Yeah. You either have it already yeah. or you just go get it. Um, I have, I have my, one of my very favorite games of D and D was, um, a game that I jumped in in the middle of. So there was already an existing group and they were like, what do you want to be? I was like, I'll be an elven sorcerer. That's fine. And they were like, cool. Right. Well, you have this, 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 and you have this many, you have like, like six thousand gold or whatever and i'm just like i don't know it sounds like a lot how much is how much is a gold and they're just like you know it's like a week's wages or or something like that for somebody and i'm like and i have six thousand of these so like we go into a town and they're talking about like oh the the dragon has attacked and we need adventurers to go and attack it and like we had to go talk to like the mayor of the town and he was really rude um so when we left i was just like they were like, well, we have to go defeat the dragon. And I'm like, I think I'm going to run for mayor. I have, <laughs> lots of, I have lots of money that yeah. I can hire all these people. Like, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, I was, I just started going off and it became like a social game at that point where the rest of the group was really mad at me because they wanted to go kill the dragon. Um, yeah. But I ended up basically running that whole session to the point where the, the, the GM was just like, Okay, yeah, like we did the whole like political thing and we ran and I was like it was emergency election and we needed all the votes and we did the whole thing and <laughs> we won. And then when we won, I hired the rest of the group to go and to go. kill the dragon. So <laughs> I was like, I'm mayor of the town now. I have to protect it. I need you guys to go kill the dragon. And then I made up a different character to go kill the dragon with them. And yeah. then I never asked about the money again because I had already had like I had already kind of showed them how stupid having that much money is like <laughs> yeah no my my current character let me tell you about my character no um 
but my my current character is you know background. He has famous parents, so he's got money. And we're in the mm-hmm. middle of this dungeon, and there are like kobolds. They're gonna like, and I it's like I can tell this is you know it's supposed to be a combat encounter. And I'm like, wait a minute, these guys are underpaid, right? Obviously, oh yeah, they're probably not being treated well. Um, great. How about I give you six gold each to just leave? Go home to your families. Yeah. You know, you can live for a long, a kobold can live for a long time off six gold. Exactly. You know, and they're like, done. And I'm like, okay, there goes, you know, and everybody's like, I have my wife who's running the game. Of course, like that, that was possibly the smartest thing you could have done. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Well, and that's kind of the thing. And that's, that's the power of money. Yeah. uh, In, in a game where money is not necessarily supposed to be uh, that powerful, but it is because reality, that's what it is. In yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and if you can communicate with the goblins or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. if you, if you can speak the same language, then you can give them money. You know, it's yeah. different if they don't speak common, then it's just like, Oh, I don't know how to right, offer them right. this to them. So I guess we have to fight. But you know, if we can speak the same language, here's some coins, go away. You know, go away. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but that was one of my very favorite feats in three three. It was a three. I yeah. think it was three point five. But I bought a source book. It was you know third party, and it was just called Evil, and it was all these evil <laughs> things. And one of them was like the ability to bribe, and it was just like get a, like a plus two for every like gold coin you're offering somebody when you're trying to tell them to do something. And I was just like, and how much gold do I have? And my GM is always angry when I yeah. ask. You know, it's just like, and how much gold do I have? So you're telling me that I have like hundreds and hundreds of gold and I get a plus two to my roll for one? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Hold on now. Let me just, yeah. Let me just stack that up for you. <laughs> I bet, like, there was a limit. I think you couldn't spend more than like five, but I'm still like, yeah. that's still a plus 10 to every freaking negotiation roll I'm about to do here. So I don't know what you want out of this game. But if you let me take this feat, it will be a very different game. <laughs> I might have to look that one up. I know there's. Uh, I have a copy. They they made a book of vile darkness, an official book of vile darkness for mm. uh, for four. Um, and there's a whole adventure around it. So yeah, and, and all the rules. No, this one was one. just called Evil. Like, yeah, like the front of the book just says yeah. evil. Who knows, like, what... It could have been just, like, a small company. That feat was probably completely broken. You know, it's like... It's like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because I took it I, at first level, and I'm like, well, I put a few, like, levels into the... the I think it was bluff. I was like, I put a few uh, points in the bluff, so I have, like... And I had a high charisma, so I was like, all right, I'm rolling with, like, a plus four. Uh, teen. Fourteen every roll. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Well, I know what I'm searching drive through for uh, drive through RPG yeah. for after this is over. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's written for three though, so I don't. It probably doesn't convert very well. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready for the last two questions? Sure. Let's do it. All right. So first, the sad question. <laughs> uh, sometimes sad. Um, how do you deal with failure, missing a goal? Um. I, it's it's weird because I feel like I feel like there's um, a level of entitlement, which there mm-hmm. should be because people are like, you know, sometimes they're like, hey, I've already given you money with the Kickstarter. So where's my thing? 
but also like you know you made it you you gave me money years in advance like i'm working yeah yeah you know but (laughs) and global pandemic and whatnot guys uh but also you know it's there's a certain level of have you really failed if you're still working on it you know it's like you know it's like yeah i think that's part of my thing is that like nothing's ever over for me like kids guide to monster hunting is actually a great example um that book is almost done it's going to be coming out Mm -hmm. hopefully in the next few months uh because it's in layout and we're working on getting the art together uh but i think that that i think i promised that game to people like four years ago oh yeah you know and obviously the last two years definitely excusable uh but the two years prior to that um there were just a lot of like personnel mix-ups we had writers fall off you know Mm. i was working on other things i handed it off to a different developer like it was just a lot of stuff that made it so that it didn't come out when it was technically supposed to and then all of the craziness happened and then it got delayed even more you know and i have people popping up on the kickstarter every few months going like i guess this kickstarter's dead it's just like guys just it's still in the works we're getting it to you oh but they're never gonna give it to it's coming like yeah yeah so it's like i feel bad when people are disappointed or that they feel like they should have gotten something missing a goal is that sucks but also if i'm still working on it like if i haven't just said i'm just not i'll apologize to whoever feels like they've been slighted and then i'll move on and i'll keep working on it and you know that's kind of how i approach anything is it, there's there's too much in life that is actually wrong <laughs> to sit yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. angry because you don't have a book that you paid ten dollars for four years ago. Like I know it was ten whole dollars, but okay, it's coming though. Like calm down. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's not like you're going. Oh yeah, I'm sorry uh, that I can't actually fulfill it unless you give me ten more dollars and ten more dollars kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. Now, now, and it would be different if, like, if it was, like, I gave you $200 or something. Like, okay, I, I can understand how $200, you might feel that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, really? Like, $10, $15? I don't know. People's priorities are weird, especially with the Kickstarter model, which is why I've noticed a lot of people starting to kind of go away from Kickstarter, is that Kickstarter, like, it, it almost encourages that entitlement kind of feel to it, you well, know? that and i think they've said they want to do it all in crypto now yeah that's dumb anyway i don't I'm i know not... i know <laughs> that's, <laughs> completely dumb. that's completely dumb uh, yeah I'll, no, I'll, I, I'll stick with money i was gonna say iron circus um just did their latest uh i guess which would be pre-order fundraiser for a book um using uh their own system oh like oh uh, yeah so... I, i've noticed that you can do that on more stuff um yeah, yeah. Uh, when I did my, uh, I just revamped my whole band website. But mm-hmm. before I did that, I was on a site called Bandzoogle. And Bandzoogle, okay. they had a whole, like, section where you could do a whole crowdfunding thing on mm-hmm. your own site. And you wouldn't even have to go anywhere else. It was just built in. And I was like, wow, that's dope. That was one of the reasons that I went with that site. And then it's does it's not compatible with like anything though so i was like oh okay, well, that's well let, a, me, yeah. <laughs> let me go do something else over here 
Um, not that they're bad, but like I had other stuff that I wanted to do that I wanted to have, be compatible. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that there's going to be more things like that. Um, you know, the thing about Kickstarter is just that there's, you know, there's you want to put your game where people are going to, and you want people mm-hmm. who aren't already in the know about your stuff to be able to find out about your stuff, and that's really what. Yeah you know, that's really good for uh, Kickstarter. Like, it's awesome if you can do it on your own site if you already have a bunch of people coming to your site. Right. Yeah, and I mean, we're, know, talking so. about Iron, <laughs> I, yeah, we're talking about Iron Spike, who's been an independent yeah. uh, comic person for how many years? Exactly. Um, I've been trying to get Spike on the show for a while, <laughs> and it just hasn't happened yet, so... <laughs> but but that's the difference there. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, even even with, like, the years that I've been doing games, and the number of books that I've written and sold and all of the accolades and all that stuff, like by all accounts, like I'm still very small and, you know, I get some, I get some traffic to my site, but you know, (laughs) I don't get enough to fund a whole book through a crowd, you know, funding thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, half of the time, whenever I do a Kickstarter, you know, it's a lot of that is just people finding the book or, or the game Mm-hmm. on kickstarter but i mean i know that there's like itch and all that stuff that there's you know there's different yeah. places that people are going to uh, i haven't run a kickstarter in, in a little bit uh because i was trying to work on finishing some of the stuff that i, I already promised to people oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 so i don't want to do a new kickstarter if i haven't finished the old ones uh, so that's basically where i'm at right now as soon as um as soon as kids guide to monster hunting comes out then we're going to be working on the kickstarter for ampere 5 which is the final book in my supers line uh, oh, so okay. that should be really dope. A lot of people, like most of the time, I get people saying, "The so when's Ampere 5 coming out? Oh, it's coming. And it's just like, yeah, but when's Ampere 5 coming out, though, Lloyd? Seriously. <laughs> here's here's my production schedule, okay? Subject here's to my change. production schedule, I'm... and then push it back a few months. Like, just because <laughs> yeah. that's always what happens. <laughs> but no, I, and I understand someone, why yeah. people, people want that game, though, because I did... I did something different with that game in that I built in a meta plot into that game. So oh. it's so it's less that people are really looking forward to like that game for like the new rules and stuff. Like they want to know how the story ends. Um, <laughs> and and I ha- I mean I have to applaud myself uh and some of the other writers cuz they came up with some of the other stuff, but like a lot of the storylines that are there are just they're super engaging. Like Amp- Ampere 1, the 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 premise behind Ampere 1 is every super's RPG out there um says this is how superheroes came to be and now you're one mm-hmm. of them. And my game is uh Ampere 1 is all right, this is the first year that superheroes have ever existed. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I tell and then I tell a meta plot kind of story of like what happens throughout the very first year mm-hmm. and then the second year and then the third year and how it's changing the world every year. Just the introduction of people with powers and it just changes the everything. Um Yeah, yeah. And that, like, I feel like that game line is 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 special because it's like it's not it's not passive. Like it's happening in mm-hmm. the moment with your characters. You know, you're it's it's progressing while you're progressing with it. And a lot of the time, like, I'll I'll take one of the moments in the timeline and then I'll write an adventure about it so that like you could take your characters through that. 
you know, okay. um, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Like there's there's a whole thing in um, in Ampere One. There's a, there's one little like news blurb of uh, the town of Alice, Texas, that gets like overrun with like <laughs> uh, bees. Uh, where the bees just start like flying around and just like killing people, like <laughs> and just stinging everybody in town and just murdering lots of people, yeah. and then they just and then they just flittered away and then they were no more. And then I was just like, hey, I should write an adventure about that. So there's a whole adventure where you have to go to you go to Alice, Texas, and you're in the middle of a bee attack and like how do you survive this and like all this stuff. Yeah. It's crazy, you know. Oh, and no, it's to... it sounds like such a small thing, but you know. Ampere one is that's that's one of like I can't wait to finish it and that's that's part of it too again Ampere five is actually pretty similar to Kids Guide where I was kind of I was kind of mulling it over and I was taking my time on getting Ampere five being that it's going to be the last book of the meta plot uh, it took me a long time to really like zero in on what how I want these specific storylines to end. Right. Uh, and how I want to leave some stuff open and stuff like that. So, but in the midst of me taking forever to really get it right, then, you know, the last two years happened. So it's like, <laughs> I was already dragging my feet and then bam. So it sucks. <laughs> but also, yeah. you know, it's it, like, it's pretty much ready to go and to get started in the writing of it. It's just, I have to, I have to finish Outsider's Guide first, you know. You got to finish all that. Yeah. You I have to finish the other stuff first. <laughs> Ah, other side of the coin. Mm. The happy question. It, this one it, people find difficult for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe you'll... No, I, I totally know why. Um, <laughs> do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? Um, no, I definitely do. Um, a lot of the time I will celebrate my successes by gifting something to my... You know, like yeah. I said... You know, for instance, like I said earlier, you know, hey, I just finished the second, the my second album. It's going into mixing. Mm -hmm. Cool. As a reward to myself, I'm going to buy new pickups for my guitar. So that means right. the third album is going to have a new sound and I'll be able to do more things. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that's that I feel like I don't understand why people would have an issue with that. But with celebrating your successes and stuff, I mean, I think that that's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when it comes to releasing a book, you know, I oh, like, yeah. there's so much work that goes into publishing a book and, and, you know, the last book for part-time gods that came out was infinite sparks. And it was, uh, it's like the companion guide that has like, it doubles all of your character creation options, you know, and, and it's a game that already has a million and one. Now it's 2 million and two, you know, so uh, I'm a bastard yeah, yeah. doing that, and people people are like, now there's way more cool things to be. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I, go ahead. Well, I I was gonna say, I think uh, some of the reluctance is at least culturally in the states is that whole Protestant thing where you don't deserve your own success, mm. right? Or you should yeah. be guilty because you're successful. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. I. Th I mm -hmm. Well, also, I think success is a thing right Suc the, the yeah, definition yeah. of success is different for everybody and some people only find success if they've made money from a thing you know i right. could literally just 
I could continue making games and books and, and not get paid that much, and I would be 100% happy because I'm creating and I'm expressing yeah. myself and I'm putting these things out into the world that are make that are making people's lives better, that are enhancing, right. you know, thing and en- enhancing life as we know it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I feel like I'm doing that. You know, uh, the fact that I it 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 fed really well into like starting to make music. You know, because now I can express yeah. myself on a whole other level, and I'm already a writer, so it makes it like I can write a song pretty, pretty easily yeah. now. Like they're not always great songs, <laughs> but I can write a song pretty, pretty easily. There you go. I, yeah, I know. I have words. I knew. I know how to talk and do things. Um, but you know, when it comes to games, like I love the idea of like somebody buying one of my games or getting it for free or whatever mm-hmm. and just taking it and just having amazing times with their friends and amazing yeah. times. And that was why I started doing kids games is because I started playing with my own kids and I was, just, this is, I want more of this. I would love for somebody else to be able to take this and do this with their, yeah, kids. Yeah. you know, and, and, you know, I feel like I'm doing uh, a service, not just to myself, you know, not just to that creative mm-hmm. urge that I have, like I have to create, um, but also to other people who uh, partake in the creations that I make. And, and you know, and that number is not yeah. very large, but, it, you know, it grows every day. You know, every day there's somebody checking out one of my mini games, watching one of my mini YouTube channels, uh, listening to one of mm-hmm. my mini songs. You know, there's there's lots yeah. of ways to engage with me. And I love just engaging with people because I'm a social person as much of an introvert as I am. I almost never leave the house. And that was before COVID. Um, uh, yeah, but, same. <laughs> but I love people as well. Like, I love engaging. With so, you know, it's a mixed it's a mixed bag. Uh, but celebrating, honestly, yeah. and, and, you know, I got this from my mom. Uh, I, I spend money. Yeah, when I'm no, success, fine, I spend yeah. money, uh, whether it's <laughs> buy myself something or to eat out for the evening because I don't feel like cooking and I just want to yeah. you know, have something, you know, luxurious. You know, the the last time that I released a book, it was for Infinite Sparks. And I was just like, the book's out and this is awesome. So I bought myself a tomahawk steak, a tomahawk. Oh, God, yeah. And I was like, that's you know, so that's like it was like 85 bucks. But I was like, you know what? This is going to be the best piece of meat ever. <laughs> it was darn good. It was my wife knows how to season a steak. So it was amazing. <laughs> uh, that oh, tomahawk yeah. steak. And you know what? Sometimes that's all you need. Like, it's not a trip yeah. to Paris. It's not a car or anything. It's just like a really great meal. And I feel like that's that's celebrating right there, you know. Oh yeah, and and we've been we've been making one. We've been taking advantage of our, our takeout options. Um, <laughs> but uh, and and I remember vividly um, the week we found out that uh, like Ursula got the two book deal for one of her series. Mm. Years and years ago, and it's like yeah, this is this is like that's a big deal. It was yeah. like her her third contract with the publisher. It's, they were kids books. Um, and you know, a two book deal. That's a big deal. We went, we went yeah. to the meat faucet. I mean the Brazilian steakhouse. Um, yes. The meat faucet. Yes. That's what we call faucet. it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I mean, you know, we, that's not a place we're going to go to normally. This is yep. a real celebration. And frankly, 
it's just nice sometimes to walk out and sweat out all the meat on the bench out front because you can't make it to the car anymore. Um, sorry, vegans who are listening. Um, no, I love I love a good meat faucet, and I, I, I make yeah. no apologies. <laughs> there was something else in there that clicked, and I have completely lost what it was. Oh, 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 the, the whole, you love to engage with people, but do you want to stay home? Yes. It's the op- opposite of Randall and Clerks. Loves gatherings, hates people. Yes. Love people, hate gatherings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's basically how I am. I'm also that guy who, like, if you're friends with me, then you're coming to mine. Like, I, I almost never go to my friends' houses. I make them all come to so, <laughs> and I'm terrible like that. I will go to their houses, but if I have yeah. my, if I have a choice in the matter, no, you can just come over to my house. No, for some reason, the fact that we live, you know, 30 miles from from all the major cities in the area, no one ever wants to come to our house. So, oh, well. <laughs> you know, like, come on, visit the chickens, visit the dog, visit the cats. Oh, I, you're I, honestly for things. me, yeah. it's it's because I have that I have the con mentality. You know, mm-hmm. like, I love being at a con that's in a hotel. It's one of my very favorite things. Like, I, convention centers are great. I love conventions yeah. that are in hotels because I can I can game and hang out and do everything until the very last second, and then I can retreat to my room and pass out. Uh, yeah. And I don't have to drive somewhere. I don't have to walk anywhere. I take an elevator to my room, done. I'm I'm asleep. And that's why I like hanging out at home, is that I can have my friends over <laughs> for as long as I want, and then as soon as they leave, I can go to sleep. So. <laughs> yeah, one of my one of my, my favorite the the event we just had in January, one of my favorites, Magfest in uh, in Maryland. Um, mm-hmm. like the convention is a t- the convention center is literally attached to the hotel. So like you mm. can just walk through a little walkway and boom, you're in the hotel. And yes. that's great. You know, that's, all right. That's, my... how, that's how Gen Con is depending upon the hotel mm. that you stay in. Um, yeah. but even that it's like that convention center is so big that walking to the hotel, even if it's attached, it's still a walk, you know, that's why yeah. I like it when it's one hotel and the convention's like on the base floor, and my room is like second floor. That's all. I, that's like that's all I need. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh no, the elevators are crowded. It's only one flight of stairs. I'm good. Only one <laughs> flight. Exactly. One flight of stairs. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. That um, that is the end of all the official questions. Woo-hoo! Um, before we talk about where to find more about you, um, yes. And I know I asked you about this beforehand. Um, I forgot to ask you on the actual call, but I know I emailed you about it. Um, we're doing great on our end, right? Yeah. While we have a Patreon and we have a Kofi, we want the money that people would normally give to us to go somewhere else because yeah. we don't need it. And there are people who need it so much more than we do. Do you have a charity that you would like our listeners to support? Um, I went ahead and looked up a bunch of charities. Uh, you know, I've done, you know, breast cancer awareness and I do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the biggest one for me would probably be um, Autism Spectrum Disorder Foundation. Okay. Um, they're really good. And, you know, that's where anytime I do have money to give to charities, which ha- mm-hmm. hasn't happened recently, but when I have, I, I do like to give to autism. My oldest son has autism. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I try to support 
foundations and charities and stuff that help people like that. Because my son mm-hmm. has had a lot of assistance as well in, in his life. So, you know, pay it yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, cool. I will make sure that we get links in, like, the very first link in the show notes will be our charity spotlight, and that'll be it. I think it's, that's a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So for the second link and all the links that follow, where do we find out more about you? Where do we buy your games? Where do we buy your music? If you go, if you want to check out my games, uh, my games are at thirdeyegames.net. If you type in .com by accident, it's okay. It will forward you. (laughs) But it is .net. (laughs) (laughs) So thirdeyegames.net. That's where you can buy... My games uh, from Third Eye Games, which, again, I have lots of them. I actually just spent uh, the the beginning of the year, I spent like a week uh, setting up the store and putting in all of my... And I'm like, wow, I have more? You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't realize I made this much stuff. Uh. Um, so, yeah, but also it has uh, O-Run from, from uh, New Agenda Publishing is on there right now because we're revamping that website. So we wanted to leave the channel open for anybody who wanted to purchase it. Uh, it's on right. my website for now until the new website for New Agenda is ready, and then we'll move back over there. But you can purchase O-Run from my website as well as um, Apocalypse Prevention Inc., Ninja Crusade, Part-Time Gods, The Pip System, which includes Mermaid Adventures Infestation, and uh, H.P. Lovecraft Preparatory Academy, uh, Ampere One, and Sins of the Father. I think that's all of them. Sure, <laughs> I forgot something. But there's a lot of different games that you can go check out. And just stop working on something. So even if it's done, I'm like, ooh, I have more that I wanted to write for that. Yeah. yeah. It's and the stuff. music? My music, uh, the name of my music project is called Strays of the World, and you can check that out at straysoftheworldmusic.com. And uh, and like I said, we do alt-rock. Um, it's kind of funky, kind of poppy. Uh, <laughs> the first album is awesome because it was, you know, like 95% done by just me. So oh, cool. um, yeah. I do all of the instruments, all of the vo- vocals, the arrangement, the writing. Uh, I did it all except for like one of one of the twelve songs. I had other people come in and help me with. Um, so that was that album. Second album uh, is seventy five percent me. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I brought Whoa. in more people this time. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then socials. Uh, well, you said YouTube. Where where do we find your YouTube? Is there a single oh, username, or is there just like a link somewhere? I have. <laughs> I have a bunch of different YouTube channels, but what I will do is, because uh, I mean, I have my YouTube channel, but it, I didn't really do anything with that. It was for Third Eye Games, but it was right, very hard right. to get things going over there. But I have one, it's called Prince's Friend, where I talk about Prince, because he's amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, obviously my my band has its own YouTube channel, where I do um, usually weekly or bi-weekly uh, little videos mm-hmm. for that. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel for Marvel Puzzle Quest, uh, where I talk about different strategies oh, and stuff. Oh, God. For that I haven't game. played MPQ in, a, in forever. Oh, I play yeah. every day. I'm kind of hooked. And that's why I started doing YouTube videos, because I'm like, I need to talk to somebody about this. And uh... <laughs> My wife and I started playing Pokemon Go together when it came out. Yeah. 
And so it's sort of replaced that. And that one's, that's been our weekend pandemic activities. We'll go out. We, we have to run stuff to the dump. So we'll run stuff to the dump. We'll get takeout and then we'll sit in the park and catch Pokemon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, and MBQ, MBQ is different because you can't, um, it's not like interactive, you know, you can't, like, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's very one player, but I, I, they've just taken so many strides in that game. And like every few months they're at, they're adding tons of new characters. They're adding like 25, yeah. 26 new characters every year. Um, they're constantly switching up the feel and the, the mechanics and m- making the game better. Like they're, they're always improving the game, which is what I like. Cause sometimes you get a game and you'll just play it and you'll be like, eh, whatever. But I've been playing yeah. APQ since it came out, and that was what six years ago. I've been playing yeah. it almost every day since it came out. So I, I had to take, you know, I, I took a break after after the first couple of years because it felt like all, the only way to get the new stuff was to spend money on the packs. Yeah, and you know, and so if they're making, if you're a completionist, if they're making that more accessible, I'm all for it. Yeah. But, you know, it would be frustrating to spend uh, yeah, a lot of money on, you know, that special pack and yeah. then, like, get not get a single f- five or six star. And, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. They they have they've implemented a lot of new things that make it better for you to to also target characters. Like if they're like, oh, yeah, I yeah. want to work towards getting more for this character, there's ways to actually do that um, because their roster is now so large. And, yeah, you know, yeah, if you yeah. buy a thing and it's just like, yes, I'm going to get a five star, but like, which of these 45 stars am I going to get now? You know, back in the day, there was like, there were like 15, you know, it's like, yeah, now, there's, yeah. now there's way more. So they had to implement new systems um, like that. As long um, as they, they put in Netflix, Luke Cage, I'm down. Um, they didn't. Uh, well, no, I guess they did. It's not Netflix specifically, but they do have like the one in him with like a pinstripe suit and stuff like that. So they did, yeah. they did add that. He's pretty cool. I like that one. Um, my last yeah, YouTube well. channel is called The Turnout, and that's where I do movies. Uh, I what was that? It just it, it cut out. I'm sorry. Oh, it's called The Turnout. Okay, and that's my last YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Right on. I will try to link as many of those as possible. Um, hey, I, I know it's a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> honestly, if you want if you want to link if you want to link Third Eye Games, the music, and then if you want to link oh, MPQ, I'm fine with those three. Um, you no, know, so yeah, I gotta go with the Prince's Friend. I have to go with I, the Prince's Friend. It, it is my biggest channel, but also yeah. I don't know how how much that appeals to people who listen to your channel so, or to your podcast. Uh, I don't care. One of my great regrets in life is every time. <laughs> prince would tour i said i'll catch him next tour and then there were no more tours and so like prince and bowie prince bowie lemmy and glenn fry who all died in that one slim period yeah never saw any of them live and so now i'm just like yeah i actually have a rule if i want to see a band i'll go see a band yeah um yeah i um i i saw him once i saw him once in 1997 and uh i did a whole video about the whole experience just me telling the story about my going to the concert and then he came through in 2004 for the musicology tour and i I did exactly what you said i said oh man he's coming through i'll catch him on the next one and then he never came back (laughs) and then he was gone and i was like ah and now i go to um you know i go to paisley park i try to go like i was going every year 
Um, yeah, but, like, I go yeah. to Paisley Park, and now that I have a giant YouTube channel devoted to Prince, like I'm actually like a person in the Prince community. Uh, people come to me looking for information on Prince, and I'm like, I don't, I don't have any connections or anything. I'm just a person oh. who likes Prince music. You know, I, so. I was gonna say, yeah, my you you and uh, one of my coworkers, she is obsessed, like with Prince since 1999 came out, which is yeah. when I got introduced to Prince, basically. Um, and then caught up because at that age I probably shouldn't have been listening to controversy or um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, long time, long time fan, long you know, and so um, if she doesn't know about your YouTube ch- uh, channel, I'll, I'm going to tell her, and if yeah. she does, she's going to be jealous that we talk. <laughs> you know, it, it's very hard. It's I am mm-hmm. Prince is not one of those people that you like. Like you either are like obsessed with Prince or you hate him, is what I've learned. Yeah. Um, it's hard to just like Prince music because as soon as you get in there, you start like really digesting it. It is there's so much, and not even quantity, but like I am still having listened to him since I've been eleven. I still listen to music to some of his songs, and I'll go, "Oh my God, did he mean this in that song?" This song that I've been listening to for the last 20 years, and now I understand that there's another meaning to this. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I, um, I still listen to, and, and by far my favorite album, and I know everybody who is into Prince has their favorite album, and many people agree with me on this one, but Sign of the Times was by far, I think, my personal favorite best album, right? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. even now, after having listened to it since, I guess, release day? Yeah. You know, I'm still picking things up in it because it's 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 deep or the little like little things I'll catch in um, my second favorite album um, is uh, Around the World Today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's still little things in there. Um, and of course, uh, the massively underrated parade. Right. You know, the soundtrack to Under the Cherry Moon, that that oh, yeah. one gets sort of shoved off to the side a lot, but, like, there's so much good stuff buried in there. There is a lot of good stuff. It's not one of my favorite albums of his, but uh, I'm more into later Prince in general. You know, but that's that's just me. Um, My favorite album from Prince is called Artificial Age. Yes. Um, Oh, that's a really good one, yeah. Artificial Age, I would definitely suggest you go check that one. Because that album right there, that was from 2014, that album oh, yeah. blew me away. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no, I, I absolutely know exactly what album it is. Okay, I wasn't I sure if you had heard it. Not many people. Oh, have. yeah. Not many people Not, have. Yeah, <laughs> because it, it didn't have the big, it didn't have a big pop hit. Yeah, That's well, it's, but also, like, pretty much after, pretty much after Diamonds and Pearls, mm-hmm. um, you know, people kind of stopped paying attention to Prince because that was around the time that he started changing his name and everybody started calling him crazy and all this stuff. And then it was just like, he went in his own direction and I like love it all. And it's amazing, but like no one, no one's heard it. (laughs) Like (laughs) I've heard it and it's amazing. And it's like, I almost feel like Prince in a way when I was talking earlier, it's like, there's all this amazing stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. getting people to 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 engage with it, and it's hard to do when you're when it, there's not a giant pop hit and you don't have a record company, you know, pushing you on the radio and all. It's I, hard to do. 
you, a couple of the bands I I follow religiously at this point are like that. They they don't have a major label. As a matter of fact, one famously broke up with their label and had to sue to get out of their contracts and things. Um, Icon for Hire, if you're you're not familiar, with it, one of my favorite bands. And yeah, my son they, my son got me got me to listen to some Icon for Hire. Yeah, yeah, but like all of their newer albums have been independently produced and crowdfunded and so you don't get them on like they don't get the same radio or youtube push that like yeah. you know the new butcher babies does or the new uh you want to talk about a niche band that i follow guar right um, wow <laughs> yeah. they are very niche <laughs> i mean they're, um, they're just up the road you know they're like three hours north in richmond so they're oh. sort of like local yeah yeah um similar to that like i listened to 311 and 311 was on major record label for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got dropped. They got dropped after Sound System, which is my favorite of their albums. And every but it, it got torn to shreds by reviewers. And then they got dropped. And then they stayed, but they were like, whatever, we'll just keep releasing music. But they just yeah. released it themselves. And like every release has just been better than the last one. Like, I, you know, ain't no shame in releasing your own stuff nowadays, especially. And- yeah, and I mean, one of my favorite niche band at this point, uh, well, second to Guar, because how can you top Guar? Um, Cybertronic Spree. Well, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> so they are a rock band whose whole thing is they dress like Transformers, full costume, and then they play, um, well, one, they. Oh, I did, see. Yeah, they did the entire soundtrack for the 1984 Transformers movie. Um, but I got to see them live late last year, and so they did everything from like metal covers of Thundercats to the Pokemon theme, wow, Transformers songs to Oh my God, RC has the voice to do Immigrant Song, and she did it live, and I about lost my mind. That is crazy, and it, immediately I, I looked it up, and I was like, Oh my God, they they are dressed just like RC, like that is yeah. crazy. And, RC, and, Bumblebee, Shockwave, Rumble, Hot Rod, Soundwave, Unicron, and Quintessen. Oh, that's the ones with the flipping yeah. heads. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. They are and they are they're trip live because I mean like Unicron, the dude in that Unicron suit is a giant. And and can shred. I mean Yeah. Well, yeah. He would yeah. have to be a giant. You can't have that. You can't be unicorn. Yeah. Be giant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they perform in characters. They never break character. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, my wife is texting me and telling me I, I need to be off. Yeah. So I think yeah, I'm gonna okay. let you go. <laughs> yeah. So so I thank you so much. You know. Um. And uh, and anytime you want to come back, you're you're more than welcome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Kevin. And uh, this has been a blast. I I enjoy it. And hopefully anybody got to glean anything from my rants here. (laughs) And uh, and for the people at home, we will be right back after this.
And we are back. Uh, the first thing I want to say is thank you, Eloy, for coming on the show. It was fun. It was great. And uh, I do hope you come back um, uh, in, you know, uh, another year or two and we'll catch up because it was awesome. Like, so awesome. Um, and that brings me to our word of the week. What is the word of the week? Sign o the times. I mean, come on. Uh, Eloy and I are both just, like, we're Prince fans. Um, you know, we, we might have gushed uh, about, you know, how Art Official Age is the one of the most underrated um, but top Prince albums ever. I mean, you know, and but Sign of the Times always has a special place in my heart. Um, not quite at the same place as, uh, uh, you know, 1999, because 1999 was, was like the perfection of Prince's earlier, rele earlier releases. And, uh, but I think Sign of the Times was a beautiful, um, sort of like ending of an era album kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, Sign of the Times, uh, oh, not of, um, all one word, go to productivityalchemy.com and there will be a little box for badge code and you type that in and you will get the badge code for this. And week. if you poke around on the website, you will find out all about badge codes, why you want them, what they are, why entering that phrase does something. Yes. It's exciting. It's cool. You know what else they will find on that, uh, that website? Uh, so there's a link there that says support that'll tell you about Ursula's Patreon and my Kofi and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, don't. Don't. You don't need to. We're good. We're yeah, fine. We, we got spare money for chickens. And, uh, you know, uh, upgrades and things. So we're, we're doing fine. We don't need it. But you know who does need it? Um, the Autism Spectrum Disorder Foundation. Uh, who is uh, was uh, suggested by Eloy because it's something he believes in firmly, and um, uh, also uh, you know family members with autism, and so sees firsthand the work that they do. Excellent. Uh, yeah. And unlike the one charity that will not be named, I assume actual autistic people are involved in it. Yes, and it's not secretly trying to. Um, find a quote-unquote cure for autism. This is very important. This is very important. Yes. So, um, yeah, go go check out um, Eloy's things. Go give money to the Autism Spectrum Disorder Foundation. Um, you know, uh, read a book. Take some time to yourself this week. I'll be spending some time with, more time with my chickens. It's easier now that it's warmer and lighter outside later. I'll be um, signing book plates until my hand falls off. You will not be signing book plates until your hand falls off. You'll stop before your hand falls off so that you can recover, and then you'll start again, and you'll make the exact same complaint. Okay, first of all, shut up. <laughs> so, hey, for, for everybody out there who's listening, thank you for listening, and I want you to have a good week. Go out there and do your best to stay productive no matter what that looks like. I'm I'm nearly through the 200 for this episode. All right. See, that's productive. That's 10% of the whole. That's fine. That that means that, you know, next time if you do another 200, it's um Yeah, the book is going to come out before then. So you're going to be signing a lot more. 
over the next couple days is what you're saying. My wrist, my beautiful wrist. We'll ice it or something.